Rolling Stones magazine released an updated version of the top 500 albums of all time. A list like this was bound to spark controversy. So I'm here to give my opinion on how these albums stack up. I'm Gibbs, and welcome to the Rolling Review. What is up everybody, Gibbs here with number 491 on the Rolling Stones top 500 albums of all time. This episode we'll be getting into Harry Styles' Fine Line. Which, I knew that there was going to be new music on this list, and that's part of the reason they updated the list, is to include new albums. But I was very surprised by the fact that this album hasn't even been released for a full year yet, and it has made the 500 greatest albums of all time. So I figured, going into this, that this was going to be a pretty impactful album to have already made that kind of impact and not even be released for a full year yet. But we'll get into more of what I think about it later. Fine Line is the second studio album from Harry Styles, and it was released on December 13th of 2019 by Columbia and Erskine Records. The genre of Fine Line is pop rock with elements of prog pop, psychedelic pop, folk, soul, funk, and indie pop. This album's themes involve meeting someone, breakups, and in Harry's words, having sex and feeling sad. Fine Line was produced by Jeff Basker, Kid Harpoon, Tyler Johnson, Greg Kirsten, and Sammy white it has a total of 12 tracks and five of those ended up being singles with those being lights up adore you falling watermelon sugar and golden musically harry was inspired by david bowie van morrison paul mccartney and joni mitchell on this album which even going as far as using a dulcimer on one of the tracks on the album, he would find the same person that created the dulcimer for Joni Mitchell's album, and he would go on to request lessons, and she would end up building Harry his own dulcimer, which he ended up using on this recording. Harry would also acknowledge using some psychedelic drugs during the recording of this album to draw inspiration as well. The initial release of Fine Line would prove to be very successful as it was the highest selling pop album in a four year span up to that point. And even after that initial release, it would still go on to sell many copies, with it being certified platinum in Australia and Brazil, two times platinum in Canada, platinum in Denmark, gold in Italy. Platinum in Mexico, two times platinum in New Zealand, gold in Norway, platinum in Poland, gold in Spain, platinum in Sweden, platinum in the United Kingdom, and platinum in the U.S. So this album sold a lot of copies worldwide. Getting into Fine Line, I knew a little of what to expect coming into it because despite being said that I don't listen to new music, I did in fact buy his first album, as I remember when he was performing with One Direction, I had even said at that time, 
if he released a solo album, I bet you it'd be really good because I thought he was the best vocalist out of the group. So when he released that first album, I was definitely on board and bought it and listened to it and enjoyed it. I did not know that this one was released and had not listened to it prior to this, but I knew basically what to expect from it. And I was wrong. As this album blew away his debut album, you could definitely tell the influences that he stated that he was drawing from, as his music had a very old sound to it, but it still incorporated the new feel. Musically, I really enjoyed this whole album, and the first few songs are a little more poppy, which was good, and I enjoyed that too. But it's really by like the third or fourth song you really get into the meat of this album and really learn his musicianship and how he's able to construct a really good song. And the first I noticed that was with Cherry. And it's just a great song. Musically, lyrically, he does a great job. And I particularly really like the ending of the song as it ends, but then it kind of fades back in, except there's just more of a reverb effect on all the instrumentation, and you kind of get almost this dream sequence as he feels like a memory that he's going through in his head as you hear this French-speaking girl start to talk. And you just get this whole vibe that he's remembering this happening and remembering what she's saying and it was just a cool little flashback without being able to visibly see a flashback this album continues to get deeper into his emotions as it was inspired by him going through a bad breakup before the writing of this album and basically one of the producers just telling him write it down make songs And that's what he did, and you can tell that he used that as his coping mechanism through most of these songs. Songs like Falling, where it seems like he doesn't really know where he fits in the world anymore now that he's out of that relationship, and he doesn't really know if he's going to like himself anymore. As he asks the question, what am I now? What if I'm someone I don't want to be around? And I just love that whole thought process and how he's able to express it through song. Getting past the midpoint of this album, you start to make that turnaround of acceptance and him knowing that there is going to be good life after this relationship. And even a song like She that tells a story of basically him fantasizing of a woman he doesn't even know. But he lists all these good things and how he's in love and he basically just daydreams about this perfect girl that he doesn't even know yet. The last two tracks on the album are Treat People With Kindness and the title track Fine Line, which you don't find until the very end of this album. And at first, I was conflicted on this because Treat People With Kindness was a very uplifting upbeat song and I thought well that would have been a really good way to close the album as when Fine Line started it seemed more of a somber song and I thought you know here he is expressing this turnaround 
that you hear throughout the story and things are supposed to be getting better and it would have been good to leave on that upbeat message and now we're going into a somber song but then fine line really takes a turn towards the end as it starts building into a bigger song with more instrumentation and you just find the message that will be all right he keeps repeating that towards the end of the song and then the song ends and you get a few strokes on the piano and I sat there in that moment knowing that the song arrangements were perfect as they were because yeah you could have just ended on that happy bright note but the fact that he kind of musically took you back down and reminded you of the trials and heartache that we had been through earlier on in the story before totally lifting you up at the end of it and reminding you that we're all going to be alright. That was the perfect ending to the album. So overall, really impressed with Fine Line and what it's able to accomplish and understanding totally why even though it hasn't been released very long, it would be an impactful album and on this list, as it was such a great album to listen to, and definitely one that I'll be adding to my personal collection. With all that being said, I'm keeping it right there at 491, as I feel it's more than deserving of that spot, and probably one of my favorite albums that I've listened to up until this point. And really the first example of something not necessarily having to be old to be a classic, as I feel like this album is going to be a classic, and one that we look back on and recognize for its greatness. I would love to know your thoughts and opinions, so feel free to email me, therollingreview at yahoo.com, or search me on Facebook at therollingreview. Next episode, I'll be talking about Linda Ronstadt's Heart Like a Wheel. That is ranked at 490 on the Rolling Stones list of top 500 albums of all time. So that'll be the one we'll be going through. Until then, I'm Gibbs. This is the Rolling Review. Stay safe and be kind. <laughs>